Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, production of iHeartRadio. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Women Around the World. Dun, dun, dun. Is that our Just, jingle? I don't know, because it's going to change every time. You know it does, because I'm not going to remember what Perfect. I said before. But mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know. And there's no way to go back and no, find that information. I will never. I will never go back. <laughs> I will never Only fours. <laughs> but today, we are talking about the first woman to be appointed judge to the High Court of Botswana, Unity Dow. Unity Dow is no stranger to paving the way for many women in Southern Africa. Uh, She is known as a human rights and women's rights activist and has been a prominent politician in Botswana for many years. Unity Dow was born in a small village near Gaborone, Botswana on April 23rd, 1959. Though her parents were not highly educated, her father was a very big proponent in furthering the children's education and encouraging his children to do the same. Right, as in fact, he and another teacher were a big influence on her continuing her education and schooling. And she went on to to study law at the University of Botswana in Swaziland, becoming the only woman studying law at that time, and then went on to the University of Edinburgh in Scotland to continue her education. And after obtaining her law degree, she worked as a lawyer at a human rights organization in her home village, Machudi. In 1991, she helped open a private primary school Baobab School in Gaborone, and that school is still currently operating. She then continued on working as a criminal prosecutor defense attorney, but she soon embarked on another case in which she was the plaintiff herself. She had married an American citizen, Peter Dow, and found that under the citizenship law, her children are not considered citizens of Botswana due to their father's lineage, because under the law, any child could not be considered a citizen unless their father was a citizen, and this included children who were born, quote, out of wedlock. She went through a five-year legal journey to change this, not only for herself, but for all the women in Botswana. She stated during her trial, quote, suddenly I was being unpatriotic by bringing this case. I was being uncultural. I was influenced by my foreign training. I was not behaving like a normal, nice wife. Right. She talked about how she often would just cry over this journey, trying to make this change because she just could not understand how the system would go after women in such a way when they are the matriarch and and should be able to have their children to be a part of this citizenship and lineage as well. It was actually a really interesting case. Um, And she was able to win the case, changing the law and breaking down the patriarchal system in which laws were formed and how to bring equal rights for the Maswana women as well as the men. And, And she talked about how not only was this law changed, but they actually hired her and many other people to research the level of misogyny in their laws and in their constitution and whether it was unconstitutional or not. So it was really, really interesting to see the effect she had. But she also was an advocate for bringing awareness of the AIDS and HIV epidemic in Southern Africa. And she created the AIDS Action Trust and with Max Essex wrote the book called Saturday is for Funerals, which details the true stories and trauma of different families affected by the disease. And then also how the community leaders, scientists, educators, and medical professionals responded to help stop the epidemic. And by the way, She is a novelist with many books under her belt, most of which speaking to the issues of gender equality or inequality and issues in poverty within her country. 
She also started the Women in Law in Southern Africa, WLSA, which is now spread through seven countries, Botswana, Lesotho, Malawi, Mozambique, Swaziland, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. The WLSA is a non-governmental organization that conducts research for women's human rights. As they say, they, quote, aim to help build a world with fewer asymmetries where no one is excluded on the grounds of sex, race, ethnicity, or region, and where each individual can enjoy her his rights as a citizen. And as a high court justice, Dow has been instrumental in fighting for the rights of the citizens. She is well known for her ruling in one of the longest and one of the most expensive cases in Botswana, the Roy, Sesana, and others versus the government of Botswana, or the Central Kalagodi Gang Reserve, or CKGR, which led to the San or Baswara people to be able to return to their ancestral lands after the government had sought to forcibly remove them. She stated the case was, quote, ultimately about people demanding dignity and respect. It is a people saying, in essence, our way of life may be different, but it is worthy of respect. We may be changing and getting closer to your way of life, but give us a chance to decide what we want to carry with us into the future, uh, which I thought was a really powerful statement. And in regards to what helped her make her ruling, she stated, quote, it all comes to hard facts. Before the court is the law that applies. At the end of it all, it is the facts properly brought before me that count. And as a friend always says, you're a slave to the Constitution. You are no slave to man. She served as the high court judge for 11 years, moving on to starting her first firm, giving opportunities for women practicing law, Dow Malakaila Attorneys. Sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, She also worked with the LGBTQ organization LEGABIBO during this time to be able to register as an organization which would allow for it to be granted funds, which at one point was seen as unconstitutional. But Dow worked to sue the government, gaining grounds for LGBTQ plus rights. So in 2014, Dow was nominated as a special elected member of parliament, or they're also called SEMP, S-E-M-P, and confirmed and appointed as Assistant Minister of Education, then was appointed by President Kama as Minister of Education and Skills Development. And in 2018, under a new administration, she was appointed as Minister of Infrastructure and Housing Development, or later known as Minister of Internal Affairs and Cooperation, and reconfirmed in 2019. However, in 2020, she has since announced her retirement, but it is clear she has had a long-lasting impact in our country, where she still resides, uh, receiving awards like Legion of Honor, William Brennan Human Rights Award from Rutgers, and the Vanguard Women Leadership Award, it's obvious she has left her mark as an advocate and a fighter and is known as a nonconformist who has opened up a pathway for women to continue the fight for justice and equality. Yeah, she was so fascinating for me to read about and just about how many things that she was able to do and push through. And of course, this is not her only cases that she did, but these are some of the bigger ones that really helped her stand out. And even her own case leading the way to have them revamp their laws and talk about what is sexist and what is misogynistic has been a big part, especially with her putting her own mental health on the line in trying to get this done for her children, how important it is to have her children be proud of being citizens of Botswana as well Mm -hmm. as the U.S. So it was really beautiful to see and and amazing how hard she fought to get to this point. Yeah, and that's a theme we've seen in a lot of our episodes around female first or or that we're going to continue to see as we do this series of women around the world is women who do put so much of themselves on the line to help create a better future, a future they want for younger generations that they want to see. And it's really inspiring. And I'm glad we're getting to spotlight it in this series. I'm glad we're getting to talk about women who 
perhaps you had not heard of listeners. And I'm always a big proponent. You know me, I'm a language nerd. So I love the idea of like going through the constitution and finding out like all the misogynistic language. (laughs) Right. I love it. (laughs) So that brings us to the end of this installment of Women Around the World. If there are women that we should spotlight that you want to suggest to us, please do. Please do. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> 